I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Committed to him in everything I do believe he'll come again. And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham. Hello everyone and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast. Praise God. I'm David Weeder. This is my wife Lynn Weeder, and we are so thrilled that you are with us today. You know the routine now. Make that cup of coffee, make that cup of tea, whatever you want, and pull up a chair, grab your Bible, get your notebook, because we are going to get into the study of the Word of God today. Father, we thank you for this another opportunity to bring your Word to the people. We're so honored that you would trust us to do so. We never take it lightly, but at the same time, we take great joy in being able to teach and preach your word. Thank you, sir. And, and Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to reveal to each and every person exactly what you would have them get out of these scriptures and out of this message today and bring their lives to a richer place of victory than it was before. In Jesus' mighty, matchless name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us today. Well, we are going to be looking into the scriptures today to find out what exactly is, what, what did Jesus mean when he said, where is your faith? It, you know, it's, it, it seems on the surface, it just seems kind of like, yeah, you know, why, why, you know, but it's actually, there's another aspect of it. We're going to be looking, you know, I, I just, I always think of Brother Hagen and, and the story he tells about listening to the, the, the teacher of the word that taught him that the things of God are like when you're looking at a mountain or when you're climbing a mountain and when, when you're when you're climbing up this side of the mountain, you know, it the trees, yeah, yeah, the trees look a certain way, the rocks look a certain way, you know, there's a, this little creek curves here, you know, and everything. Uh, but when you, when you climb in the other side of the mountain, everything looks different. Mm -hmm. But what's right? Well, it just depends on what side of the mountain you're looking at, <laughs> glory to God. And that would settle right. a whole lot of arguments. A whole lot of arguments. They keep a whole lot of peace. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, let's look, first of all, in Luke chapter 8. And we're going to take our time and look at this because, well, I'll tell you more as we, as we get into it. <clears throat> Luke chapter 8 and we're going to we're going to read several verses here. Now, it's important to remember hold your place there in Luke 8 and chip, and uh, turn over to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1 uh, the way that that Luke starts this out for as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed among among us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, 
It seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first. That's that's a big mm-hmm. statement. Having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto you in order, most excellent Theopolis, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. Then he begins the chapter, there was in the days of Herod. So, Dr. Luke, you do know he was a physician, Dr. Luke sets this up as a documentary almost. Mm -hmm. And so he is very, very precise in how he approaches things. And so keeping that in mind, now turn back over to Luke chapter 8 where we were. And we're going to read, we're going to start in verse 18 because there's something uh, that we'll we'll be looking at in detail here in a minute. In verse 18 of Luke chapter 8, Take heed, therefore, how you hear. For whosoever has, to him has, shall be given, and whosoever has not, from him shall be taken even that which he seems to have. Then, it, then came to him his mother and his brethren, and could not come at him for the press. There was too many people around. And it was told by certain which said, Thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to see you. And he answered and said unto them, My mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of God and do it. They hear the word and do it. Now, pay special attention to that. We're going to come back to that. It's really vitally important. Okay, so... Jesus told them that and gave them those instructions. Now, the very next verse, verse 22. Now, it came to pass on a certain day that he went into the ship with his disciples and he said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And they launched forth. But as they sailed, he fell asleep and there came down a storm of wind on the lake and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we perish. (laughs) Then he arose and rebuked the wind and raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Where is your faith? And they, being afraid, wondered, saying one to another, What manner of man is this? For he commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Wow. (laughs) Now, let's go back. It's, It's very important. In verse 18, Jesus gives them instructions. Pay attention how you hear things. Are you... Are you listening to them with a glancing blow, so to speak? You know, is it something that's playing in the background? Or are you focused on it? Are you paying attention to what is being said? And there's times for both. There's times that you are listening to something and it's just going in the background while you do your day-to-day stuff. But then there's times when you have small kids, especially, that you get down in their face and you say, okay, look at me. 
look at me. You don't let them look off to the side. You have them look eye to eye. <laughs> yeah, so I, I even remember sometimes with Ryan, I'd get down there close mm. to him and I'd say, all right, look, <laughs> look right here. <laughs> Pay attention, focus on me, son. Okay. And that's what he's saying is there are times for both of those things. There's times you need to pay attention to how you're listening. You need to give that attention that you expect from your small child when you're giving them instructions that are important. Mm -hmm. Now, immediately, immediately after he tells them to pay attention how you hear what's being said, there's a situation comes up. His mother, his brothers, they come to him and they're trying to get to him and they send word. They say, we're out here. Now, this is their opportunity to listen to what he says, okay, now these, his disciples are standing here, and he says, my mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of God and do it. This is the last thing that he says to them mm -hmm. before they get in that boat. Now, Jesus and the Father will always, always prepare you for the storms that are about to come into your life. He's not an absentee father. He's a loving father. He'll always make sure you have what it takes to get you through and over. And he gave it to him right there. Now, the second part of this that I want to bring to your attention these first two things take place in what in our modern day language or settings, I should say, not language necessarily, but in our modern day setting, these first two things happened in a church environment. He's teaching. In a meeting. Yeah, in a meeting, yeah, in a service, whatever. It was a church service or whatever. He's teaching and preaching, okay? That's the environment that those first two instructions, take heed how you hear, and then he's teaching and preaching when they come and talk to him about his mother and brethren, and he gives instruction, you know, he's teaching. So many times, now get this, because this, this, we're all about being real around here. So many times, people go to church, or they go to a meeting, and they hear the word of God taught and they hear it preached, and they say, yes, amen, that's right, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but then they're, you know, they're traveling, or they're going back home, or they're going to work, or they're, you know, they're doing daily life. Well, daily life is about to happen, okay? They all get in the ship, and they head out. Now, listen, listen, look what happened. Jesus said... The words that I speak are not my own, but the Father who sent me, okay? So when Jesus gets into the ship and he says unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. That's the word of God. They just heard the word of God. Let's go over to the other side of the lake. Everything starts off pretty good. <laughs> they, they launch forth. They listen to the word and they launch forth. 
And then verse 23. <laughs> An obstacle. A butt. <laughs> they let a butt get right in their way. As they sailed, he fell asleep, and there came down a storm of wind on the lake, and they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. They came to him. Don't you care? Don't you care? The storm has come. We're like to die. Well, they forgot what was taught in the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> my mother, my brethren are those that hear the word. Let's go to the other side and do it. Now, Jesus said, he, he, got, he, he got up, got in the situation, resolved the situation, and he said, where is your faith. Dr. Luke was very precise in that. Where is your faith? Now, most people read over that and they're like, you know, basically it's like, why, why didn't you believe? That's what, they, that's what they think in their mind. You know, it's, where's your faith? What, what, you know, you can't find it? What, you know, <laughs> where is it? No, 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 no. He just taught them. Take heed how you hear. Now, here's what he was asking. Is your faith located in the word of God that said, let's go to the other side of the lake? Or is your faith in the storm? It makes a difference. Why does it make a difference? Because fear and faith are exactly the same spiritual force. They're reciprocal. They're the same. The definition of a reciprocal is it is corresponding but reversed or inverted. So it's like, it's like two points on a compass, north and south. They're both directions on a compass, they're both straight. You don't have to deviate right or left. They're both straight line. One's going one way, though, and the other's going the exact opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Now, most people can see this very easily with a very simple illustra illustration, <laughs> and it's one that my spiritual father, Kenneth Copeland, used, and it's hard to improve on it, <laughs> so I just use it. <laughs> Your fear, and we're in Texas, okay? <laughs> Your fear of a rattlesnake is your confidence or your faith in that snake's ability to harm or kill you. Now, they had confidence in Jesus saying, let's go to the other side of the lake. Until something happened. <laughs> Until real life happened. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're out here, they're not in the meeting now. They're out here trying to get across this lake. And now their confidence, they relocate their faith. They change its location. They change it from, let's go to the other side of the lake, to confidence in the storm's ability to harm or kill them and sink that ship. Well, and what's interesting is this is one of those cases where Jesus told them to do something 
And then he didn't completely remove himself from the situation. He was still in the boat. But he went where they had that opportunity to exercise their ability. Mm -hmm. Be a okay. doer of the word. Exactly. So they could have done that. And a lot of times we think about, okay, well, were they supposed to get up on the bow of the ship and command the wind and the sea? Well, maybe. But let's say they weren't quite there yet. The next place where their faith would have still been in what he said and not looking at the problem was they could have gone to him and said, Master, you told us to go to the other side of the lake. And this storm came up, and we're really not sure what to do from here. We're going to the other side of the lake. So you help us. You tell us, how do we walk this out? Mm -hmm. And that's where somebody who can walk beside you and get your hand, and you can call them and say, man, I know the Bible says by his stripes we were healed. Mm -hmm. I woke up this morning and <coughs> there's just something not quite right. My faith is in this word. How do I get from here to the other side of the lake? From here to I was healed. And that is why you're tuning in to these <laughs> broadcasts. <laughs> because that's what we teach. How, how, how do you take what you hear in a message? Or how do you take what you hear at church and then cross the lake right. with it? And okay. it's so important. Yeah, but but you know what? We can't do it <laughs> in 30 minutes. So you got to keep tuning in because we go over pieces and pieces and pieces and though the Holy Spirit will connect this piece with this piece with this piece and pretty soon you got a widescreen picture. Glory to God. So now let's, let's take it away from the ship in the sea and let's put it in today. Is your faith located in, well, let's just look at, let's just look at the scripture. Let, well, no, okay, let's back up. I'm moving a little too fast. But back to the snake. Okay. Since I brought up the snake, <laughs> let's look at your two options. You got the rattlesnake. You know its ability to inflict pain, harm, possibly death. Okay. What's your other option? Well, you are already in Luke. Just turn to the right a couple chapters and look at Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10 and verse 19, well, verse 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Verse 19, behold, look. That's what that word behold means. Look. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now you got to make a choice. Where's your faith going to be? Is it in the snake or is it in Luke 18, 19? Now, Granted, when he talks about serpents and scorpions, the, the argument can be made, and it's true, that it, he's dealing specifically with demons and evil spirits. But, but Paul used it. Paul used it <laughs> quite effectively on a real viper, okay? So it's not limited to demons and evil spirits and things like that. So 
is my is is my is my faith located here, or is my faith located in that snake? We all got to make these choices. Now, now let's bring it into another more contemporary everyday. Is your faith located in COVID, or is your faith located in Psalm ninety-one, verse five? where it says, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand can fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Now, where's the faith located? Is it located in a little synthetic virus that's causing mayhem where people allow it to? Or is it located in the word of the living God? Where is your faith? And that word pestilence is a pestilence or a plague. Mm-hmm. They didn't have the word pandemic or epidemic right. necessarily at that point. Any, so they called it pestilence, something any contagious that's widespread. Disease. Yeah, any contagious disease. Why is this so important? Because fear is rampant. And we are told, Jesus, the master himself, told us, you see to it that your heart be not troubled. Why? Because he prayed in John chapter 17, Father, I, I'm, I'm praying for these, and which includes us. Don't take them out of the world, but keep them from the evil therein. We're supposed to be walking exempt from these things. But fear being a reciprocal force to faith, it works the same way. Faith will attract the things of God to you. Fear will attract the things of Satan to you. Faith will attract health, wellness, and healing. Fear will attract sickness, disease, poverty, anything that's related to sin and death. So it is vitally, you know, most people are like, well, no, it doesn't hurt anything to be a little bit afraid. Everybody's a little afraid of something. No, no, no. Well, fear is part of the nature of people. It's in there, and that's why we have to make sure we are putting this in and renewing our mind. It is a spiritual force, and it's in, if you're not born again, it's in you, in your spirit. If you are born again, it's not, but your mind still needs renewed. So that's why we're going over these things, because we're, stole, we're told to stand fast in our exemption from these things. But you can't stand fast in your exemption when your fear is drawing them to you. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. It just, it just doesn't work. It, it works according to laws and principles, which are why we're talking to, about these things. And we will be talking about these things because fear has no place in a believer's life. Faith does. So make sure that your faith is rooted, grounded, and located in the Word of God. Well, we're out of time. Praise God. Well, don't go anywhere. 
because we'll be back in just a minute. Hello everyone, my name is Ryan Weeder, and uh, you just heard an amazing message today, a message of faith, a message of the, the gospel, Jesus, and uh, we wanted to give an opportunity for you today that if you feel it on your heart to, to give, to do so. I'll open your Bibles with me here today in, uh, to the book of Philippians in chapter 4. We'll be starting in verse 15. It says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving but you only. For even in Thessalonica you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Indeed, I have all and abound. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things you sent to me, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And that's what happens when you give. When you give to the gospel, it is a sweet-smelling aroma to the Lord. As it says here, it's at the very beginning, it's the sharing and the spreading of the gospel, touching lives, touching hearts, just being a blessing and sharing the good news of Jesus to others. And in response, God provides. It's seed time and harvest, giving and receiving, sowing and reaping. And today we want to give you that opportunity in doing so, in giving and donating to the spread of the gospel here the spread of the Word, teaching, faith, and blessings. And in response, God has abound, abundance abounding toward you, supplying all your need. And again, it is that sweet-smelling aroma. It is sharing the gospel. And we want to thank you for doing so, for giving, for donating, touching lives through this donation and this offering. And we do appreciate it. We thank you for it. And say it with me. Jesus is Lord. Praise God. Well, what Ryan was talking about just goes right back to Luke chapter 8, the very beginning where the ladies contributed and, and, and sowed into Jesus' ministry and helped him spread the gospel all over the world. Praise God. Well, I tell you what, we want to let you know about something special coming up here in just a couple weeks. And March 18th through the 20th in Corona, California, Oh my, 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 you, you're going to want to be there. We are having the second annual Spring Faith Conference hosted by Pastor Rodney Kyles of the Assembly Church. It's going to be in Corona, California. You can go to our website, davidweeder.org slash events for all of the information concerning the meeting. My goodness, we're going to have Brother Jerry Seville. Mm-hmm is going to be preaching the uh, Friday night service. I'm going to be preaching the Saturday night service. Rick Reyna is going to be there. Gordon, Gordon Mueller. Mueller is going to be there. And, of course, Rodney Kyles. I mean, you know, he's hosting the thing. <laughs> Love you, Rodney. Praise and God. Last year was the first year for last it. Last year was the very first. it was The testimonies from it were amazing. It was outstanding. You want to make arrangements to be there. Get your hotel. It's still a couple weeks. you got time. Get your hotel reservations in. Make your travel arrangements. Do what you got to do to get in this meeting. You'll be glad you did. Praise God. Well, Lynn and I are so very happy that you joined us. Thank you 
for tuning in, giving us your time, pulling up the the chair to the table and having a cup of coffee and getting in the Word with us. Praise God. We have such good times with us. Until next week, remember this. God is always for you. He's never, ever against you. And Jesus Jesus is Lord. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380. Join us again next time on the Covenant Living Broadcast.